We're here. We're we're recording on the sex day again. The sex day. It's happy sin day. Happy sin Wait, day, is everybody. Is it already October 69th? <laughs> Cocktober. Sorry. Oh my god. We can't do a scary month for October. We have to do Cocktober. We're all all cocks all the time. So so gays, only gay books. Or just solo men or women with cocks. Just all cocks. Anyway, this is the Devil's Threesome Erotic Book Club. I'm Andrew Coles. I'm Sam Carr. And I'm Maggie Carr. I waited that time for Sam to go. I like how Sam said, I'm Sam Carr, as if someone else had said Maggie Carr before him. Like he was emphasizing the car. I was waiting to see if Maggie was going to go. No, I I waited for Sam to go because I knew that, well, one, he's the oldest. So I knew he's going to be arrogant enough to go first. Uh, Of course. Maggie, some people call that some people call that ambitious. So, hmm. or confidence, that that too. As as Andrew was saying, I mean, we we late we didn't get to the Cocktober idea soon enough. So we are reading a spooky, spooky novel, spooky for, for October, and it's we we read The Sexorcist by Kiki Wellington. And let's describe the cover of this book. It is bizarre. So. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, at the th- we've got a bar of pink at the top and bottom, and then some word art that says "The Sexorcist" in kind of a sans serif sort of font. Mm-hmm. No, that is definitely that is definitely a serif font, you dildo. <laughs> <laughs> you see those um, little things that dangle off the edges of the letters? Those are called that's serifs. A, that's a serif. I know. Yeah. It- but in the in the middle of these pink bars, in these pink bars, is that is that supposed to be like a crotch area? Oh yeah, no. So it's it's rendered using the the uh, uh, whoever created it. It's rendered using their workable knowledge of probably like MS Paint, maybe. I yeah. don't know. This is this doesn't seem like an MS. This seems like it might have been made in like PowerPoint using <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. So what we've got we've got two tubes of like brown colored. What's supposed to be legs, but it's clearly just like a brown with a white gradient over it. Yeah. To show like the the shading. And yeah. then we've got lace drawn over the top of those tubes. Yes. It's it's like two two of the pre-made shapes that you can get in PowerPoint where you can have like the opacity. You ha- you can have it like opaque color on the outsides to like fade it into white. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, what they must gradient. have done. Well, I mean, yeah, and... Well then, but the thing is, at the first time I ever looked at it, I feel like it looked like architecture a little bit to me. Like it looks like two arches, kind of. Some Ionian columns there. Yeah. Well, I thought it was like weird cleavage. <laughs> now that's <laughs> interesting. First, I I could see that. Like, it's like a it'd be a weird bra that has like well, holes really on the top a, of really the boobs. A bra, just kind of Those a strange exist. shirt. Yeah. But no, that's not. It's definitely supposed to be the crotch of someone, and the lace is very see-through. But if there's something under that crotch, other than a line, a like a dark brown line that we can't see, we mm-hmm. can't see it because we yes. can't see it. Anyway, this is redundancy. The podcast. Uh, I'm Andrew Coles. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, so you guys have to say your names again because it's redundant. That's part of my joke. It's I set you up, and then you yeah. guys kind of just like jumped off of it. Instead yeah, of... we well, I I was kind of like, nah, I don't really want to, I don't really want to do the whole intro over again. I'm not really. Uh, you don't want to nah. yes and me. You're you're more about that no but lifestyle. Anyway, the cover's bizarre. Let's move forward. Our characters. This well, before we even get into fucking characters, there's a whole lot of preamble. 
Um, for I this think story. it's because that's the page that she selected the like quick read to go up open to. Yeah, so sure. that when you look on Amazon, you can see like the outline of the whole series and then an excerpt. Yeah. Yes. So there's like, I mean, there's like some, there's some normal shit, right? Like the copyright, all right, all rights reserved. You know, no reproduction, whatever, whatever. Um, which we blatantly ignore all the time. But hey, fair use. What's up? Uh, and then here we go. The Sexorcist is a 6,800 word work of fiction by Kiki Wellington. All names, characters, and events are products of her libidinous imagination. Any resemblance to actual events or persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. I like that pronunciation. I said libidinous, right? Right. That's in gen- that's in most the, of them. And well, the the next part is the be- the best part though. From the author, adults only, please. The Sexorcist contains contains sexually explicit material and adult language. This story is not appropriate for children and may be offensive to some readers. That's right. That should be in the beginning of every book we read, but it isn't. And so a lot of them I've been giving to my uh, seven-year-old nephew to just have him read along with me so he can enjoy the podcast better. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he never would have learned the word quivering or tumescence without my <laughs> uncle adventures, which is what we call it when uh, we hang out together without his parents' knowledge. That's disgusting. Jeez. Mm. Hey, what, what's disgusting about me hanging out with my nephew and giving him erotic litter? Okay, I see now. <laughs> well, you call it your quivering tumescence time? No, we call it uncle time, like I've already established. Oh. Un- uncle time... Oh, no, wait. Uncle Adventures. Oh, my God, Andrew. I, I can't remember back five seconds of my own life. What, Maggie? You're the creepy uncle. What? That was the joke. No. Dude, this is where you're supposed to be like, oh, shit, and have a realization. Oh, Whatever. Okay, let's do another take of that. Let's do another take of that. Okay, Andrew, okay. No, no, wait. Wait. Andrew, this is an intervention. Oh. We've called you here today. You're the creepy About uncle. My- about the fact that I lie about having nephews and nieces all the time. I'd like I'd like to read this letter that I wrote. Yeah, here, let me let me get this let me get this letter out. Yeah, good Foley work. <laughs> oh God, you guys, we have a guest in the studio today. It's Mike Foley. <laughs> oh wait, no, Dave Foley. Shit. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> no, it's Mike Foley. I loved you in a bug's life. <laughs> Thanks for bringing your brother Mike with you. That was fun. <laughs> let me read this letter, Andrew. I f- take it really hard when you make fun of my dreams to become a foley artist. Oh fuck! Sorry, this is the wrong letter. You know, what, let's move. Let's move back to the wait, book. Wait, wait. Let me read my letter. Oh, Sam, pull. Yeah, get your letter. Maggie, out. Maggie, it's really hard for me to make jokes when you jump on. Oh wait, sorry. This is the wrong letter. Let me put that <laughs> away. I actually have on here. Um... <laughs> All right, this is gonna be hard. For... This well, this is hard for me to read. You guys, I'm really bearing my soul here. But like... this is your <laughs> intervention. You don't get to read a letter. Maggie and Sam. <laughs> The amount of in- interventions we've been staging has reached a point in my life where I can no longer accomplish my goals and achievements, and I just really think we need to take the number of interventions down by a factor of at least three. Here, let me let me pull out my my this other letter that I've got. Sam and Andrew, us stealing a joke from a really old How I Met Your Mother episode is not good comedy or good podcasting. We really need to stop talking Here, about it. I have this. I have this letter, Maggie. Uh, you may have already won. You've been pre-selected in our drawing for. <laughs> oh wait, no, sorry, that was my mail. Wait, wait, I have this letter. Dear Andrew and Maggie, I am a Nigerian prince who needs some money transfer. Oh wait, no, that's. Mm-hmm. No, that's next week's book. 
This one is about a ghost, though. Yeah, no, next week we're reading about the Nigerian prince who fucks uh, old ladies over, but also has sex with old ladies. <laughs> it's the spookiest book of all. Like, Yeah, like email fan fiction. I'm down with that. Yeah. That's fun. Email fan fiction? Uh, that's how the that's how the movie You Got Mail started originally. Probably, yeah. Also, yeah. P.S. I love you. Yeah, email us fan fiction about ghosts, which is what this book was about. Sam, you don't know what P.S. I love you is, do you? <laughs> Isn't that the one with the Irish dude that has yeah. a pretty voice and also is a ghost who sends emails to people? No, Gerard Butler <laughs> dies at the beginning of the movie and he leaves like... Yeah, and then he sends emails from the grave to his former lover spoiler alert and she has to follow the clues and find um find the national treasure sort of sort of like a sort of like a sexy ghost soldier who keeps coming back and um fucking random people gerard butler in unexpected places gerard and butler ways. has been sexercised from our book into the, the movie. Sexorci- the Sexorcist is um, from the Haunted Desperation series, which is about the Sutter Avenue Paranormal Society. The Saps, as they're known. Or the sexy-ass paranormal... Sluts. Whoa, 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 whoa. No one would ever say something that silly. It was the... It, what, what, was it sexy-ass? It can't have been that. It was that, that. Okay, sexy-ass paranormal sluts. Yes, that's what it was. I'm shaking my head. You can't hear it, but I'm shaking my head. They, yeah, they're the sexy-ass paranormal sluts. We are not given their credentials. We don't know what the Sutter... Uh, like it, this is the first one in the in the series, but it's like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know where they're right. from. I don't know their credentials. No, the and- series kind of hinges on you reading the description before the book actually starts about what the book is about, it's which true. is a little strange. Um, yeah. But first, a word. Thank you for taking the time to read this ebook. I adore writing erotic stories. And if you enjoy reading this even half as much as I did writing it, I'll be one happy horn dog. That means she's expecting her uh, readers to, like, mm-hmm. or th- I, d- Kiki. Uh, let's see. If she's to be happy, or okay, if she wrote, if she enjoys it half as, twice as much as they did reading it, sure. then that means she orgasmed at least two times because she wants everyone to orgasm while reading this, assumedly. I suppose. So she so she masturbated twice while writing one sex scene mm-hmm. uh, that was not even very good. So let's take that with our let's take that as our grain of salt when we uh, consume this book. Andrew, I wasn't really paying attention. Did you read the last sentence of that letter to the from her? May you get off and get a smile on your face and other places. Dot dot and other places. What what. Where can you smile with other than your Maggie, mouth? Maggie, Sam, I have a letter uh, I wrote for this occasion. <laughs> I have a smile on my ass, in my butt. In there's your a butt? smile. There's a smile in my butt right now, and... <sighs> Get that smile out of there. How's it going to breathe? I wish I could. Are you... I mean, can you sit okay? Does it hurt? I, well, yes, but that's just the hemorrhoids <laughs> that... Uh, so it's got... I've got two hemorrhoids on either side, mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. a little fissure oh. that makes the face... Yikes. And that was really, really gross. Yeah, that was That's, bad. Is that just what doctors call hemorrhoids now in order to make them more, like, friendly, I guess? Your rectal smile. No. <laughs> it, I That's I icky. was sort of thinking, like, I mean, how can you how can you smile in other places, y'all? What is, metaphorically, I feel like, physically? I feel like an erection is a smile of sorts. Yeah, an erection is just your penis smiling. You know it. You know it takes it. No, no. A smile is just your face with a boner. It only takes um one muscle for 
an erect. I was gonna make a like a smiling and frowning. No, like, we went over this last week, joke. you idiots. It doesn't take any muscles to get an erection. Well, okay, it does, but not in the penis itself. That's why. That's why I stopped because I was like, no, we're gonna get back into the dick muscle. No, we're thing. gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about this. I want to bring it up. Sam said that there was a muscle in the penis, and he, as a gay person, I would assume would have a better knowledge of penises than me, a not gay person. But no. I was right. There is no muscle in the penis. There's just spongiferous tissue, mm-hmm. and the muscles are located in the bulb of the penis, which is the term for it. The bulb, like a tulip, like a yes. You plant into the ground, and you get more penises. Yeah, penises <laughs> and tulips are like strikingly similar, which is pretty much the number one reason for most theists to mm-hmm. uh, say that there's a god. Because how could there be? <laughs> how could there not be a god when the penis and the tulip are basically the same structure? Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about your pistols and stamens? Do you feel good about them? You know how I feel about my pistols and stamens, Maggie. I find it funny that you have to even ask. They're they're very smiley. Kiki wishes us off into the book. Did you see her website? Um, yeah, she she hits us with a URL, www.sexwithkiki.com. Let me just visit this uh, URL real quick. You know, if this was a if if she was more uh like if this was gayer, it would be Kiki with Kiki.com. I was gonna say her name means sex for gay yeah. people, so that's fun. Is that what is that what they're calling it nowadays? There's yeah. a song Kikiing. Highlights are pretty well. Anyway, um, no, the I was gonna say the issue is I feel like saying a boner is like a smile for your face, masculine. Like it's oh, it it, it skews masculine. The issue is that the the female version of that I would imagine mm-hmm. is the like the vagina getting wet which is more of sure. a weeping than well, what it is what a about, smiling what about drooling like don't i mean some people maybe it's a maybe it's a happy cry yeah okay okay no 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 we need to get through this book because we've got a whole our uh, website here sexwithkiki.com that we need to investigate after this book <laughs> okay okay well we can't spend we won't spend too much time on the book anyway impression from the whole book it's kind of it's very conversational it's yes. um Sort of like if if I was sitting down across from somebody, like getting coffee, catching up, and they were telling me this really outlandish story about how they'd had sex with a ghost. Mm, uh, right. Yes. No, it's exactly like that thing that we've all been through, having yeah. sex with a ghost. Or sorry, listening to someone talk about having sex with a ghost. Our friends have sex with ghosts, and we have to listen to them tell Your us about it. Your outlandish friend. And we have to like... get jealous that ghosts never want to fuck us. Yeah. Especially because we've been in such a dry spell recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So we start with a conversation between two characters, Lauren and a character we don't know yet, but we find out her name is Hope. Who is the main character of the show? Yeah, our first person main character. Um, they're talking about a trip to a bread and breakfast. Sorry, a bed and breakfast because Bre- they bread are... And, bread and breakfast. That's, that's, that's what they call it in <laughs> New England. That's what the Amish people call it. Mm-hmm. Because you get yep. your you get bread with your breakfast. <laughs> That's <Exactly>. right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're uh, they're paranormal investigators, as we find out. Uh, they're talking about they have this conversation. The first line I highlighted was uh, four lines down. Quote: A run of the mill horny ghost. Yes. Well, they're talking about because uh, they are discussing whether it's an incubus, which is a different kind of paranormal creature, um, mm-hmm. which I don't think would be i'm pretty sure incubuses and succubuses are like incubi and succubi they're not um they're they are corporeal whereas a ghost yeah no yeah they're definitely like like demons yeah Yeah. well anyway 
So they're, they're paranormal investigators. Uh, one of them wants to do this because she's like, oh, let's go to the bed and breakfast and get free bed and breakfast. And the other one's like, no, we're just being used as a publicity stunt by Tracy. And the other one's like, no, I know Tracy. She would never do that. Blah, 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 blah. It's pretty uninteresting. Yes, also, they... like, how is it a publicity stunt to say that you've had, like, some, like, random assholes come paranormal <laughs> investigate your house? If you lived in a world where ghosts exist, as this one is, because, spoiler alert, the ghost That's is real. But if you lived in that world, you would probably have a better, you'd probably believe in ghosts more so. And so if you heard that a bed and breakfast was being haunted by a run-of-the-mill sex mm-hmm. ghost, then I think I would stay there. I don't know about you. Well, Kiki doesn't seem, doesn't build this world well enough to know if, if ghosts do exist. Like, are have a I'm reading between the lines here. Ghosts clearly do exist, which means there must be substantial evidence for them to exist. So anyone living in this world would be more There's willing. There's a mention of horror movies, right? So we have to assume that like there's at least media about ghosts, but media about ghosts where that are that where ghosts aren't portrayed correctly. So who's to say that mm. people think ghosts exist or not? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's kind of up in the air. Let's 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 go further in the book because we might get some proof as to whether ghosts exist or not. But sorry, I wanted to I wanted to read one more line. Uh, uh, okay. you know how word gets around when horny females are involved. <sighs> <laughs> that I'm was... sorry. Did you have a problem with that sentence? I just, I mean, like, no, I don't. I guess I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how what that means. I don't know how word gets around. Well, they're talking about how um, the word of mouth about the sex ghost has no, kept them booked already anyway, so no, it can't un- be a publicity no, stunt. I understand that. I just don't understand, like, this specific line. I don't... I don't know. Like, but don't you know, know how word females. gets around when four horny females are involved. No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Okay, well, good for you. Let's keep going. Yes. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the Saps a little bit. They're the sure. paranormal Fab Four, and no matter how an investigation ended up, it wasn't about whether or not we proved this or disproved that a certain location was haunted. Blah blah blah. It really even wasn't about whether or not they were able to find any evidence. That's not what this is about, Maggie. It's about the process, how they work together so well as a team. And how we loved ghost hunting and each other. We were the best of friends, and these were the best of times. Saps roll call. It's Dale, Andrew, Dale. Lauren, Lauren, and Hope. I'm yes. Hope. Oh wait, you, did you, you forgot Andrew? No, I said them. It's oh. Dale, Andrew, uh. Hope, and Lauren. Oh yeah, it's us. We're the ghost hunters. I mean the Saps. It's not about we don't we don't care about results here. We only care about the process and bonding as friends. Well, I was excited because hire us. We've read we've read in the past about lesbian ghost hunters, and I was really excited. Yes, we have that we were that there might be a potential of some you know bisexual ghost hunters. Yeah, where this sure. group of four people they all love each other. You know, they work really well as a team, which I assumed meant that they were good at. They're sexy not a triad. They're a quaternary. But they're not really. They're just. They're. I think they are just. Um. You know, professional just compatriots. Well, here's here's 
we do have some we do have some information about how they relate as a team because Dale nodded in agreement. He usually agrees with whatever Andrew says and vice versa. So let's just take a minute and uh, let's 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 all take a page from whatever her name Kiki something Kiki Wellington. No, thank Kiki, you. Let's take a, let's take a page from Kiki Wellington's book. I'm shaking and, my head no and not and, in agreement and, and, and agree we? with whatever Andrew says and vice no. versa. No, no, but no vice versa. Actually, just let's just do the first part. Can we take a page from a digital book? Is that possible? Let's just take some of these words. Let's highlight some words and we'll control C and control V from the book and into our lives. No, I have a I have a real question. What's the sound of two digital books clapping? Uh, what's the sound of two physical books clapping? <laughs> uh, what's the sound of uh, us not doing this joke? Uh, what's the sound of silence oh wait i have a letter here dear maggie <laughs> no let's see. i want to hear this letter read it please stop shitting on my terrible joke oh wait no this is a personal letter that i wrote for myself sorry let me put that away. <laughs> oh sam here i have a letter for you let me yeah. it's in this stack here i have to let me shuffle around a little bit okay here it is sam i'm sorry for being such a downer Oh fuck no! That is also a personal letter. <laughs> That's Damn nothing it. one say. <laughs> uh, sorry, oh. Dave Foley here. He has a letter for you too. Um, he's been mm-hmm. writing it back in the corner. He says, mm-hmm. "Stop stealing my job. I would like to do the Foley on this podcast." <laughs> oh wait, no. This is more of a uh, like cover letter for a job. I see. I'm sorry, Dave. It's all right. That'd be the worst cover letter ever. <laughs> Please stop doing my the job that I want to do. It, no, no, that's the best. I can do it it's better. It's the best cover letter ever. If I if I got that cover letter, which I just did, thank you, Dave. I would You're say welcome. I would see this, and I said, "Look, I have something that I no longer have to do because someone's willing to do it for me." That is exactly. the perfect cover letter. Well, but isn't this more of like a group decision about who we hire for the podcast? Oh no, he's only going to be doing my foley. Sorry, oh, that was a little okay. unclear. Dave, you're only going to be doing my foley. Well, oh. that's not what his cover letter asked. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, sometimes. People are dumb. Let's uh, let's let's talk about this book. Anyway, Lauren convinces Hope to to do this job because of uh, sex, a bed, and free food. They they also they they say something about how they're going to get some really great EVPs out of it. Yeah, what the fuck is an EVP? I have no idea. Isn't that what you got in like school when your parents would talk to the gifted teacher? Lauren <laughs> seems really excited to get some. Oh, yeah. I, I just I Googled it, which is probably where we should have started with this. But apparently it's electronic voice phenomenon. Ah, I thought those so it's, were course. EMPs yeah. or whatever. No, that's electromagnetic pulse. <laughs> um, no, EVPs apparently are a big component of the ghost hunting and parapsychology fields. Parapsychology? What's that? Paranormal psychology. Is that paranormal do you is that is that head shrinking ghosts um yeah definitely that so they get to the bed and breakfast and tracy made us about the best cheeseburgers and fries i'd had we'd all pretty much wolf down the food like stop fucking hedging it and just talk about how good the food was yeah and talking about how like they descended on the food like hungry beasts and shit it's like come on like i don't need all this flavor we, let's get yeah to the no meat. this book is this book is chock full of details that were clearly written to extend this up to the 6,800 words we have before us. 
And one has to wonder why she didn't throw in 100 more of them. Yeah. To get to 69. 69. That's nice. the sex number. What's up? What? It's our favorite number here at the Devil's Threesome. October 69th. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get some conversation about how Dale is hitting on Tracy, which is the host oh, yeah. that they have. It's apparently this... his, it's, it's his thing. That's his calling card, yeah. Yeah, if this was the Scooby gang, that would be his like ascot or glasses well, or yeah, he'd... <laughs> stoned that, that, dog. That'd be him splitting the gang up or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so apparently their investigations consist of them sitting around doing nothing, which seems yep. like mm-hmm. a great job, honestly. Um, they're, like Hope is just like, wow, I really hope we find something out by sitting here doing nothing except they end up doing something well i really andrew we finished this podcast pretty soon you see what i did there yeah her name is hope and you said hope in the sentence what the fuck was that let me elucidate this a little bit for you with a line from dale where he's trying to seduce tracy so she's saying that she thought it would be like the horror movies like you said before um, yep. and he says actually what we do looks pretty damn boring when it comes down to it They'd never put a real investigation in a movie because most people would be bored to death. Is that supposed uh, to be a joke? Someone's shifting some very heavy things around in my vicinity. Is it you? No. I'm sorry. Let's continue. <laughs> I think there might be a sex ghost in my house, you guys. <laughs> that, was, that was such a nice, like, solemn pause. We all felt it. We all sat in that silence together. That was nice. We we felt we felt a spiritual medium trying to connect with us. And oh, I felt I felt a spiritual medium touching me inappropriately. I'm actually was more of a clear? spiritual large. <laughs> I'd like a super <laughs> like a spiritual extra large, please. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll pay I'll pay to supersize. Oh, all right. Would you like spiritual fries with that? <laughs> Thanks for coming to Spiritual McDonald's. <laughs> That's where you go when you uh, astrally project and you don't want to talk about shitty psychosis books. I'm pretty sure McDonald's is becoming, like actual McDonald's is becoming Spiritual McDonald's to try to a- appeal to millennials so that they can get their mm, user mm-hmm. base back. Right, spiritual but not religious. So you walk into McDonald's and they're like, uh, hey, like, what can we do to increase your dharma today? And you're like, that doesn't really make sense with the with the concept of dharma. And they're like, oh, you need your karmic realignment. One karmic realignment coming up. And then you get your burger and it's wrapped in nirvana paper. And you get a, you get a free chunk of quartz to go along yeah, with that. I was going to say, you, instead, of con- instead of happy meals, you get contented meals. And with uh-huh. every contented meal comes a crystal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, not self and emptiness are, are yeah. present in full force. Uh, your chakras are, are forcibly realigned upon entry. <laughs> they changed all of the prices to be not round numbers to mm-hmm. make it feel like just to put you off your game a bit, give you yeah. that kind of realism that the world is an illusion. Yeah, it's, nice. it's actually kind of nice. I think it's appealing to me. But um, all the all the workers are really disillusioned with their plight um, in the capitalist system, and everybody's really lazy. No, that's just real McDonald's, Maggie. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> Zing! Take that, McDonald's! Fuck you! Damn, guys, we're never gonna get McDonald's as a sponsor now. What? It's Good. a fine. We're an In and Out podcast. <laughs> uh, Maggie still lives in a state that doesn't have it, though. In and Out? Well, whatever. I don't need it. 
You don't want animal style fries? I'm vegan. They oh, they have cheese. That's right. All right. We find out that the bed and breakfast was purchased from a couple who had a son, Jesse, that died in the Iraq war. And if that weren't like the main ghost of the story, spoiler alert, uh, it would be kind of a stupid thing to have put in the book. So it's pretty obvious who the ghost is before we even know that there is one officially. Yeah, that is true. They end up doing a um, a seance, except not a seance. The. It's called a seance by Tracy, their um, employer, is like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to have a seance. And Hope is like, oh, we shouldn't listen to the clients. And then they end up using a Ouija board, which is not a seance. Mm -hmm. Fucking watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, right? Well, also, they get a Ouija board. It doesn't. I got to excuse myself. It's Bogus Journey. That's where the the seance happens with Bogus Journey. Yeah, Sorry, thank you. Uh, we are Bill and Ted fans, furious, frothing at the mouth. We would have gotten some really bad reviews. Yeah, just horrible, horrible reviews. So they get the Ouija board out. It doesn't work, of course, because it's a toy manufactured by Hasbro. And um, yes. I'm sorry. And the they're like, well, I guess there's no ghost here. Let's go to bed. Yeah. Wait. Read some of the questions that Lauren asks. Well, well, but before before they go to bed, they actually summon Zuzu, and he kills all of them. It's Aww. a really good book. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm looking for those questions you speak of. Oh, okay, okay. Is there someone else or something else living in this house? You have to ask Louisa Ward in that voice, or else it doesn't mm-hmm. work. A spooky voice. The planchette doesn't move. Does Jesse live in this house? That was the million dollar question. But no. The planchette nothing. does not move, no. Uh, Lauren asked a few more questions, and when nothing happened, Tracy seemed disappointed, like us. Yeah. yeah, and then basically they all go to sleep because they don't like this. They're not investigating anything; they just sit. Yeah, that's true. Well, they 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 all thought it was like a a, a publicity stunt, right? So they're just milking yeah. it for uh, free. I I thought I knew we'd get back to lactation. Uh, milking it for the free food and and breakfast and bed eh, and such. All right. Um, so, so she's getting ready for bed and she sees someone in the mirror and not in like a spooky way, but like in a, if it was a movie, it'd be a spooky way. But since it's just a book, it's only, it's hot, not scary. So she sees, Hey, can books have jump scares? Hmm. Probably. Maybe if, maybe if there's like a, if you turn the page and everything's on all caps, that's kind of spooky. Or like a Lemony Snicket book when you turn the page and it's empty and you're like, I'm done with the book already. (laughs) Sure. That's pretty scary. Being confronted with your own mortality like that, like there's some, it looks like there's so much left, but it could just end at any time. Yeah, I don't think that's much of a jump scare though. That takes a little bit more thought than. Yeah, you're right. Are you saying jumps? Are jump scares cannot be a confrontation of your own mortality and the fact that we're all gonna die? Mm. I mean, they can be, but if that's the basis of the terror that's inspired, it takes more. Yeah, that's, more effort. that's less of a jump scare and more of a jump. You know, like. Yeah, more of more of just existential dread reminder, huh? Yeah, yeah, there we go. So she sees a man, a hot man. He had a t-shirt and jeans on, and his muscles bulged out and glistened in the light. He looked Yikes. a little confused. Why, why does everything yeah. have bulging muscles these days? Yikes. Oh, I don't know. That's just, you know, toxic masculinity, such and such. 
uh, she she sees this man appear out of nowhere, and she's like, "Oh, that's not a ghost. It's probably something someone who's also staying here." When she's been told by the management that there's no one else staying here and that they're looking yeah. for a ghost, she's like, "No, not a ghost." So she is well, probably the worst paranormal investigator. I think she's just really good at skepticism. Maybe it's because she's seen. Then she actual shouldn't ghosts. be a fucking ghost hunter. Maybe she, it's because she's seen ghosts, like non-corporeal ghosts. So she doesn't expect mm. a like. So this a, is some sort of different kind of ghost. Yeah. The sex ghost has a different form than the, you know, the the Slimer or the what have maybe, you. Maybe maybe like an incubus, he is gaining power from every sexual encounter oh. he has to. Now that's a good one. To have a physical form. Hoping that each fuck home fuck will be the, his uh, fuck home. That's right. That's what happens when you go to Iraq and are killed. You get to fuck your way back to America. What? Maybe maybe it's not a um maybe it's not your run of the mill sex ghost. Yeah. I think it is a run of the mill sex ghost. I don't know. That's just my uh intuition. Whatever. Um she goes yeah, she goes to sleep. She hears like uh somebody having sex in the next room, assumes it's Dale and their client. Despite the fact that Dale struck out with the client like twice before. And also that her the client has a husband who apparently will kick the shit out of him. Yeah, a giant Whatever. scary husband that Dale knows about. So it's like clearly Dale's not having sex with this lady. It's obviously the ghost. And yep. she's still like, hmm, probably just Dale. And it's yep. like, it's that bullshit thing again. We talked about it, I think, in the first Ghost Hunter book. Oh, yeah. wow. we've read two Ghost Hunter books. I forgot about that. Well, the first one was with lesbians. This is, this is uh, straight Ghost Hunters. Yeah, it's definitely a sea change, but uh, the, that fucking annoying thing where someone's like in a paranormal, you know, media and they're like, oh, I don't believe in ghosts or like, oh, it's like, bitch, you're in a fucking book that is called The Sexorcist. Why do you still not believe that it's a ghost halfway through the book? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just annoying at that point, you know, because like, I mean, it there is a smack of realism to that where people would still be skeptic even while it's happening. Yeah, but yeah. we don't watch movies and people don't like take shits in the middle of movies and like, you know, fucking forget their phone at home and have to turn around. You don't <laughs> exactly. show the, all the little stupid details. Exactly. We we're here for the we're here for the sex ghost stuff, not for the oh, but ghosts don't exist. Yeah. Exactly. This isn't the X Files. It's the XXX files. That's nice. She wakes up seeing the ghost is back, um, and they bone. Um, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's like I like how I was talking about before. It's conversational in a strange way. Oh yeah. She gets on his lap. She feels his bulge forming, and I'm like, your bulge doesn't form. I mean, it might get bigger, but it shouldn't form unless no. his like penis is just materializing out of the yeah. astral plane as he sits there. Yeah. He, he materialized everything else, but as he got erotic, as he got as he got a aroused, horny, yeah, aroused, uh, his penis joined our joined our material world. I see. So, yeah, uh, she humped him were. quote fast and furiously, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she Tokyo drifted his dick off. What if the next Fast and Furious movie has ghosts That'd in it? That'd be so great. Maybe a little bad taste. The last one fucking did because of Paul Walker. Yeah, oh, good one. That's, good one. That's not classy, Maggie. Maggie, hey. I have a letter here. <laughs> it's from the estate of Paul Walker. <laughs> Dear Maggie, please stop bringing up people who are recently deceased in our podcast. It's not tasteful. Sorry. Our podcast? Now, wait a minute. Yeah. Did Sam write this letter? <gasps> you guys, what if all these letters we've been reading haven't been real letters? I mean, mine have, <laughs> but what if yours haven't? I don't think I can no. do this podcast um, if you guys Andrew, breached my trust like that. What do you that. think? I've got this stack of paper here. Oh, thanks, Dave. 
Um, and no, Dave's with me, Maggie. God. <laughs> no, I have this whole book full of letters. See, like. I think that's called a dictionary. Oh. Oh. Okay. Any anywho, this sex scene is pretty um, bad. Yeah. Okay. More more quotes. More quotes. My panties started to get bathed in my pussy juices. Yikes. He began yeah. groping each one of my tits, <laughs> squeezing them in his fists until they stood up at attention. His Ouch. fists. And like tits at attention? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. How can her tits be at attention? That doesn't make any fucking sense. But, uh, okay, so I'm sort of envisioning like how, because boobs float in water, right? So like, yeah. oh, that's it. Yes, they're floating in the ectoplasm. Mm-hmm. No, they're just floating in midair. Because yes. he's groping one at a time, so he does one, and then it's just with up. his fists, and then he does the other one, and it's up too. It's it's like how uh, sometimes Halloween decorations you can like it can look like something's like sort of floating in the air like the candles oh, yeah. above the above the Great Hall in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these these boobs just slowly undulating up and down as they hover. Well, just imagine though he did them one at a time. So imagine that one of them is like floating up in the air, and the other one is just sitting there, you know, normal. That is, <laughs> that is quite the wow. What Super an, what sexy, a, right? What an image you've painted. This book sure is sexually arousing. Anyway, she uh, <laughs> she she gets on his hot dick, uh, his long throbbing shaft, inch by inch by inch. So he has a three inch long penis. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having sex. She grim or he grimaced, which made me think of the purple McDonald's guy. Sure. <laughs> he he nestled his tongue firmly in her cheek, and it's like you can't nestle something in a cheek unless it's inside the cheek. Yeah, there's a hole in her cheek. He puts his tongue inside of it. Mm-hmm. Their bodies slapping against each other and fill the room with sounds. So it just sounds like, you know, a, like someone slapping a piece of meat, I guess. No, I'm yeah. pretty sure the tongue was in like through the through the mouth hole, like and Yeah, but you don't say you don't say nestled in my cheek. Well, just to kind of like put the tongue in there and be like, there it is. That nestled and kind of implies that something's staying there for a while, you know? Yeah, it's just hanging out in the cheek. It's like how squirrels, you know, hoard nuts (laughs) in their cheeks. So Mm -hmm. she hoards tongues. Yeah. She has a tongue just sitting, just sitting in there. Mm -hmm. He uh, flips her around. Um, Let's see. What's the word? He, let's see. Are you trying to find something, Andrew? Yeah. So he, they're they're having sex. Where's the? I'm trying to because he like flips her over and she's like, yeah. I don't know how it happened. He's oh he somehow managed to flip our bodies over. So I was on my hands and knees and I'm like, at least this book has a spiritual spirit supernatural element to it, so I can understand that there's no fucking physical way for someone to get from on her sitting on his lap to on her hands and knees without like getting off of the bed and then getting back on. But I guess he's a ghost, so he just kind of like teleported her there or something. Yeah. Well, and she also didn't know. She orgasmed right before that, too. But that's like a oh, part yeah. of erotic fiction, right? Is to assume that everyone right. is just sort of an amazing gymnast. Well, yeah, yes. but now we have a reason for it. Tumble everywhere. Ghosts. The orgasms are described strangely in this, where it's like, it's not ever really said when she's having one. It's just like, yeah. oh, wow, that orgasm was great. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah, it's like, my orgasm was rising, and then... and then There is a line where she says, and explode I did. Oh. oh well, excuse me. That is some Dickensian prose right there. Um, so she comes once. He starts to quote maneuver his cock into my asshole. 
Ah, um, uh, yeah. He says this her is like name. another part that's just kind of like, come on, y'all. Can we stop Maggie, doing this thing? Maggie, again, it was drenched in pussy juices. That so, doesn't no. Ghosts no. produce their own lube. Ghost penises are pre-lubed. Yes. Ghost penises are self-lubricating and ribbed for her pleasure. Yes. They excrete lube from mm-hmm. the pores. Mm-hmm. Ha- have y'all ever heard of those dildos that are like like the dragon penis dildos? Do you think they have those uh, we had, Remember we had a whole fucking like 15 minute conversation in one of our episodes where I was browsing and talking about them? Yes. Well, do you think they have them for ghosts? Probably. Um, anyway, he says, oh, hope, this is so good, which is the only thing he says in this no, entire hey, book. Pl- no, yep. wait, play with me here. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Ghost penises. It's very funny. It's just a see-through dildo. Before he puts yeah. his cock into her asshole, she does say that her pussy was becoming delightfully sore. Yeah. Is that? I don't well, know. Well, it's because he's slamming his ding-dong in there so hard. Yeah, I mean, it, like, meat slap and stuff kind of uh, makes everything a little bit more tired. Jeez. Delightfully, though? I don't know. Um feeling cut it's like, like it's like when you it's like when you're sore after working out and you feel yeah. like proud of doing something exactly yeah, okay. anyway he he yeah. says her name uh he tickles her eardrums quote unquote of which is hilarious yeah well his voice tickled her eardrums because she said it he said her name yeah well don't you when your lover says your name don't your eardrums uh tickle and then you ha- you're laughing because your well, eardrums he are like only knows now. her name because of his ghostly <laughs> powers which is pretty interesting um didn't realize that was part of ghosts to know yeah um, well no he's he's just, he just invisible he all the time her, and hangs out he stole her wallet yeah and just <laughs> yeah he, found her his ID. ghostly powers reached into her butt <laughs> pocket their tryst their tryst finishes they both finish there it is through she falls asleep immediately it is sort of described that that that's what happens and then she wakes up the sun's up and she goes downstairs and they're passing around a photo of jesse the handsome soldier bam 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 it is nameless lover and she's like what are the odds that this stranger who fucked her last night would look so much like their dead son well (laughs) here's my question why didn't they do this yesterday when they were Oh, look! Looking at the picture, yeah, because they yeah. weren't fucking doing anything yesterday except playing with a fucking Hasbro Ouija board. They probably fucking got drunk and were like, "Hey, let's play a board game." And this was the only one they had. And then they, after the fact, were like, "Oh shit, we were supposed to look for ghosts." Um. So instead of saying, "Oh yes, you are right. There is a sex ghost here." She's just like, no, let's bounce. I am very uncomfortable that I had sex with this ghost, even though I was supposed to come here and confirm that there was a sex ghost. Let's leave. Yeah. Um, Saps is is leaving the premises, and as they exit, a fancy car drives up, and a man in a suit gets out, tries to give a card to Tracy, uh, the bed and breakfast person, and she's like, no, get the fuck out of here, guy. Turns out he's a television producer who's been trying to get the in on uh, TV, on a reality paranormal show. Mm-hmm. As they do. And then this is when Hope is like, ah, this is my chance. Hi, I am a sexy-ass paranormal slut. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because she's like, she's yeah. like, I'm a paranormal, re- we're a paranormal research group. We're called SAPS. Yeah, it stands for Sutter Avenue Paranormal Society. I see. It can also stand for something else. What? 
sexy-ass paranormal slut, I said, and then pursed my lips a little bit, hoping he would imagine what a sexy-ass paranormal slut could do with her lips, which came out of fucking nowhere. It's like, yeah, yeah, he was hot, but apparently she just decides to go full bore and just fucking, like, put everything on the table and just say, hey, I want to have sex with you, hot man, which maybe the sex ghost is, like, he makes people extra horny. Oh, the curse of the sex ghost. That's basically the end of the book, by the way. Um, And uh, there's (laughs) descriptions of books from this series at the end of this book, like full-on paragraphs about all these books, right? They're all in the same universe. Uh, Supernatural Seductions happens at this Supernatural Seductions, which is a six-part series, all takes place at this inn where Jesse, the sex ghost, ends up having sex with, like, Six women, maybe. He's doing pretty good in death. If, if we we should all be so lucky. I'm pretty sure he, he part of his ghostly powers is to elicit like extreme horniness and willingness yeah. from all the people around him. Yeah, yeah, I that think. sounds about right. Well, hey, let's get okay, to our yeah. website. I want to I want to talk to about sex with Kiki.com. Oh, you want to keep up with Kiki Wellington? Sign up for her newsletter to find out more about new releases, sales, and stories about my erotic stories and anything else floating around my horny little brain. And if stories that's not about enough, her erotic stories. And if that's not enough, you'll even get a free ebook worth up to four ninety nine dollars. Oh Jesus. For subscribing, log on to w- log on to <laughs> www.sexwithkiki.com to find out how. Wow, this is sort of like um how at the end of an Arthur episode they'd be like, go to your library's website to find books. Yikes! I just want to make a call out here. So first, um, the other books in this series, there's I think there's six total, but they all have names that are based on popular horror movies that are actually fairly oh, good yes. puns. Let Let's hear the puns. This one is The Sexorcist. Um, the second book is... Except the... no one got exercised, so fuck that. Yeah, no, that was bullshit. The second book in this series is The Bear Witch Project. B-A-R-E. Yeah. Dude, we gotta talk about her fucking Twitter feed, you guys. <laughs> the The third book is Parasexual Activity. The fourth book is Night of the Living Bed. Nice. The fifth book is A Humping in Connecticut. And the last book is called The Amityville Whore. That's Oof. a good one. I, I just want to read her bio really quickly that she has on Amazon before we get to her website and her Twitter feed. Here's Kiki Wellington's biography. Where does good sex begin? Between the ears, of course. That's why I work hard to write erotica that stimulates the largest sex organ, the largest sex organ we have, the mind. Because when we're titillated, because when we are upstairs, titillated upstairs, the nether the region nether is sure to follow. Sure to follow, yep. Want to get hot and horny upstairs and downstairs? Check out my erotic stories. Newsletter and tweets. Um, I I read that along with you because it's also at the very top of her web- website. So, Well, the way she signs it, though, is pretty good. Kiki Wellington, literary flesh peddler. Intelligent freak. freak. <laughs> that's, uh, that's on my business cards, actually. Literary flesh peddler. <laughs> oh, she's not though. She doesn't peddle. She doesn't peddle flesh. I'm so confused. So does she peddle literary flesh, or is she a literary flesh peddler? She's a she's a fictional character who peddles flesh, mm. like actual flesh. Like she puts it on her bicycle. Mm-hmm. Her website is interesting. It's sort of um, it's sort of stuff like styled like a like a Parisian cafe. I would say. Yeah, except take yourself take yourself back to 2004 
Yep. And then yep. that's the internet level, like the level of internet competency we've got here. For sure. Uh, but it's copyright 2017 at the bottom, so that's nice. Yeah, there's a blackboard with all the links on it that looks like a little cafe blackboard. Uh, her latest erotic release is called The Curtain Call. Mark's endowments have to be seen to be believed, but what he does with his natural-born gift is what makes him a star on stage. And when ladies get a sample of his considerable talents, their erotic pleasures are shot into the stratosphere. Keep reading, keep reading. Yes, Mark has special talents. That's what <laughs> that's part of what Maggie loves about him, after all, what? and relishes the opportunity to put them on display in front of an audience. Dude, what if what if this author is listening to us trying to get us to fucking read her books? We've got an Andrew in this story and a Maggie in the next one. Weird. There's got to be one with a Sam in it and one with a salmon in it. Uh, that's the worst euphemism for a penis that I've heard so far. Considerable talents. <laughs> it's, he, he put his considerable, his considerable talent. I don't know. I think that's kind of beautiful. Let's go through her tweets. So uh, up top, we've got a pinned tweet. Give me peace, love, and a hard cock. Tori Amos from uh, August 20, 2014. Right below it, she retweeted cats and coffee. And there's two kitties laying next to each other with their hands on. They're so sleepy. Uh, below, below that, retweeted from food porn, cheesy garlic bites. Uh, below that, a scene from the Japanese animated film Pompoko with a skeleton. <laughs> uh, the uh, A picture of the Epcot building. Uh, another sure. spooky skeleton. That guy with the pumpkin head uh, in the graveyard that everyone's seen. Uh, sleepy uh, Snoopy next to uh, Woodhouse. No, uh, what's his name? Woodstock. What's Snoopy's buddy's name? Woodstock, yeah. Uh, the bird uh, coming out of a pumpkin. Uh, a cat in a tent that looks like a shark. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a litter box that looks like a shark. Uh, pizza with a giant pepperoni. Uh, ooh, chocolate lava cake. So basically just the Twitter feed of, you know, like a woman in her 40s. <laughs> that's nice oh except I for should... the quote at the top where i where it says quote let me let me find it again give me peace love and a hard cock <laughs> tori amos please give me peace love and a hard cock so i went i went to the news section of kiki's website here and uh it seems to be it's a it's a series of links that take you to a um like a newsletter sort of thing uh the last one is from march 1st 2016 which is oh man what a shame over a year old um it's called it's called get freudian slipped what's going on what's up yeah as in freud freudian i said freudian you said f- something else. brodian brodian as in brodian. like brody as in like hey dudes what's up with kiki wellington in march 2016 get freudian slipped Love and lust can be enough to drive us crazy, so much that we may feel the need to get some psychological help in the psychological variety. But what do you do if the psychologist is the one making you nuts with unbridled desire? Stories of id. This brand new collection explores what happens when sex and psychology go hand in hand. There's Abby, a psychology researcher who's pleasantly surprised when she is assigned to a study that will titillate as well as educate. Then there's Natalie and Anna, who use their time on the couch to enjoy some carnal doctor-patient privileges. Want to dive into the deepest, darkest desires that would make Sigmund Freud himself blush? Click yes. here to, take, to get these three erotic stories for the price of one today. Oh my god, I'm so there. 
I was really excited at first when you started reading that because I thought she was like making a pitch to people who read erotica to be like, hey, like, sure, you know, do therapy. It's good for you. But it turns out she's just ruining therapy for everyone by writing erotica about it. And I mean, she's also like referencing Freud, which is like if you want to if you want to be a legitimate like contributor to the to psychology today, you can't you can't cite Freud. Maggie. She doesn't want to be a legitimate contributor to psychology today. She wants to talk about doctors having sex with their patients. That could be legitimate. <laughs> we know that's illegal. You guys laid that out very clearly. You can't have you can't have sex with your doctor. Blah 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 blah. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Let's get into the reviews. Uh, yes. I've got a review here. Um, it's from Rachel on May 29th, 2015. Yes. Uh, and it's two stars, and its name is two stars. And the comment here is a little short but it's way too short to read nice which i'm confused by that because if it's i read so fast that i read over 6800 words a second so if a story is less than that i literally cannot read it (laughs) i think it's that like um like some people really want to to dig in deep with their erotica you know have some have some in-depth shit instead of having a like a fun coffee break with your friend they really want to have a world built for them. That is not what happened in this book. It just doesn't seem correct to say no, that. Like, it's, that doesn't it's seem... a bizarre phrase. You are right. <laughs> so my, my review is from Kathy Q. Uh, I'm not Thanks, thrilled Kat. with the book. Nasty language. Tacky. Guy trying to bed every female around, no matter her marital status. Girl flirts with the guy she just met. Slutty like. Tacky. Fuck you, Kathy. Yeah, geez, Kathy. <laughs> no need to be so uptight. Damn. Yeah, Kathy's, for... Kathy's favorite erotic novel is, oh, I don't know, Gone with the Wind or something. Sam, how about you give us one more and then we'll get to our reviews. Yeah, here's a more positive one to try to like bring us up a bit. Um, this is four stars. It's, ca- and it's titled Short and Sweet, and it's from an Amazon customer on October 16th, 2016. Um, and it says, a quick read with enough hot sex to make me ready for the next installment. I can't wait to see who gets sexercised next. But um, just no a quick No one got sexercised. They, they, one, well, one, they wrote, they, they, yes, I agree with that. And two, they put S-E-X-E-R-C-I-S-E-D. Okay. So I think they might be right because it's more of an exercise, like, mm-hmm. like doing a workout. But like an exercise sex. in frustration. There was yes. some of that gymnastic tumbling to uh yes. to change and positions. also some and also some sore pussies, like you said. They yeah. like like a workout. Her pussy got a workout, so it was sore. So she got sexercised. Mm. Maybe that's what this was all about the whole time. Wow. <laughs> we've we've really dug deep. We've really no, dug deep. No, it's about the relationships and the friendships they've made along the way. Of course. As the saps. <laughs> it's it's been the you know, this is the best of times and they're the best of friends. Mm-hmm. You know that was the that was the original first line of A Tale of Two Cities, but Charles Dickens cut it because it just didn't really fit. Well, when he changed the title from A Tale of Two Shitties to A Tale of Two Cities, and he had to make it not shitty anymore. <laughs> when you change the title from uh, A Tale of Two Saps, oh wait, sorry, Four Saps to Oh, sorry, y'all. A Tale um, of two cities. Y'all, I have this. I have this letter here. Uh oh. Dear Sam and Andrew. Please, can we stop the podcast? Uh, dear Maggie, and also Maggie, we have to give our reviews first. Please, please, Sam and Andrew, can we can we get to the 
the podcast business. Thank you. Lo- love Maggie. Okay, fine. I'll I'll get to the podcast business. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my review. Um, I'm gonna give this book two weeping pussies out of three. Okay, I give this book one sap out of four. <laughs> one sexy ass paranormal sandwich. And I give this book one bread out of bed and breakfast. Oh, there we go. That's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't too bad, but it wasn't great. Like, I don't know. Just like the podcast. It definitely yeah. wasn't the worst book we've read. Um, no, definitely not. But it wasn't the best ghost hunting book we've read. No. Possibly the most forgettable book we've read. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Well, Maggie, well, you did forget that, uh, Andrew did forget that we read another uh, yeah, Ghost Hunters book, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll just have to revisit. We'll have our season four spectacular will be us reading every single book we've read up to now. Oh, and, shit. Uh, you know, just kind of talking about all of them. That no. might be enough words to make an actual novel. Damn. Yeah, maybe. Maybe like a pamphlet. Uh, follow us on Twitter at TD, the numeral three, some SOME podcast. Find us on Facebook by searching The Devil's Threesome uh, podcast. Yeah, facebook.com slash TD number three, some podcast. Send us an and email. Email us. Email us at uh, TD threesome. No, it's The Devil's Threesome podcast, all Fuck. letters. I love this podcast. You guys. <laughs> Gmail.com. Guys, you got to listen to this podcast. I don't know Wait. what it's called because they have 7,000 different names, but you have to listen to it. It's funny. <laughs> guys, guys, wait a second. Here, let me. Let me There's some real here. weird sexual energy between okay, two me, of the I'm, hosts. I'm opening up this letter. <laughs> Dear Andrew and Maggie, maybe next time you guys should make the social information if you want it to be consistent. Love, Sam. Um, now that I can recycle this big stack of letters, I think we should end the podcast. Um, I think we've done a lot of emotional growth here today, even though we did sit <laughs> in silence together, um, quite a lot. Maggie, we were letting the spirits wash over us. <laughs> yeah, my spongiferous tissue has been expanding this whole time. Yikes. Sat in so- shared silences to try to hear the house settling, which some mm-hmm. people mistake as ghosts. That was a yes. quote from the book. You solved it. <laughs> on the East Coast, it is on the on the West Coast. It's currently four twenty. So let's blaze, blaze it, it and then the podcast. Yeah, I've been Andrew Coles, currently blazing. Yeah. I've been Sam Carr. I'm I was blazed in the past. I am Maggie Carr, and I'm about to get blazed. Hell Thanks yeah. for listening. We covered all three tenses. All right, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Too. <laughs> it's it's over. It's finished. Guys, that was... <laughs> Do you guys want to read another spooky novel for next week? Hell yeah, I want to read another spooky novel for next well, week. Well, we should read we we should read a spooky novel that only has cocks in it so that we're doing both. Yes, Cocktober. I really I really do want to enact Cocktober. Spooky Cocktober. We can just pretend that we recorded this yesterday uh, while still in September. Okay, what would that be? Less spooky uh ramping up to Cocktober by Okay. Spooking, I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> No one ever said the life of a fairy pixie mushroom farmer would be an easy one. You thought we'd forgotten it. Well, we did. So I recorded it after. <laughs> <laughs>